Hello, you little Dr. Peppers, and welcome to episode 98 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by my producer, Carrie. Hello, it is VD. I would just like to say that it is treatable, and uh, please see your healthcare professional. Yes, a little penicillin never hurt anybody. No, well, some Unless people, you're allergic you know, to it. Some people, but, you know, you, you there's also other cures besides penicillin. But yes, um, please see your health care provider. Yeah, I'm sure a good beta-lactam would clear that up as well. I have no idea what that Pharmacy is. Pharmacy jokes. Uh-huh. But uh, sh- <laughs> down, pharmacists don't even find funny. Um, yeah, it's just the two of us again here today. Just so. the two of us. Yeah. We can make, make it, it if we try. I think so. I think yeah. I, I think we feel I feel like we put together a decent show when it's just us. Yeah. I feel like uh we're that version of just the two of us from Austin Powers with um Doctor Evil and Mini Me. Ah. Uh, wasn't there yes. a show on in the eighties called No, that was just the ten of us. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was that was because that was that uh, that's one I don't know. You don't know that one? Mm-mm. Was that uh, the bald dude? I can't think of his what his uh, name is in real life, and I don't even remember his character's name. But he was like this dad, and he had ten—I want to say he had ten daughters, maybe. Oh and my they, god! They like moved across the country from like you know this coast to California, and it's it was called just the ten of us because he was like some kind of bot basketball coach or something. You don't remember that one? No. Oh, all right. That one uh, passed me by. I reckon. Um, sounds like it was a real winner. I feel like it was like a TGIF. Uh, ABC type, but it was huh. it was in the eighties. Oh, I was gonna say I'm very familiar with TGIF, but not that TGIF. So yeah, it's but fun. yes, yeah, it was just the ten of us, just the ten of us, and it is Valentine's Day as we record this. But um, I'm not one. I feel like Carrie's not either. That falls for the commercialism of a holiday such as Valentine's Day. Why is it that it's just acceptable to have one day where you express your love to your loved ones? Aren't you supposed to tell them you love them every day? Oh, that's a good point. And also, in their sweetest day in October, and isn't there like a, some other dumb day in April? Probably. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, um, it is a day we're not celebrating it, unless you look at the Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats Instagram. But that was really just to showcase some friends' conversation hearts. Uh, it's too commercial, man. Yeah. And those are courtesy of our friend Heather. So here's a question Thank for you. you that uh, actually stealing kind of off of the Bob and Tom show this morning. But I thought, hmm, since it is VD, uh, you know, and if people haven't gotten their, you know, gone and seen their healthcare professional about this and, and whatever, uh, you know, part part of part of this whole thing is, you know, a lot of people equate, I guess, equate um, what romantic gestures to breakfast in bed, right? I think people ro- equate that as like a romantic gesture. I will say heart to heart in a lot of their episodes, <laughs> they did that a lot. Um, that was yeah, kind of one of their things. I can see that, yeah. But my question to the group, and since Renee's not here, my question to you will be, okay. what is your policy on eating in bed? And how have you, so first of all, actually, let's, let's, let's break this down. Okay. Have you ever had breakfast in bed? Like, have I ever had someone bring me breakfast in bed? Sure. Um, I'm sure my parents did when I was young, but in my adult life, no. Okay. and But not when you were sick either. That don't count. No. If you were sick, it doesn't count. No. Um, no, I don't think, I don't, no, definitely not as an adult. Okay. I have not. Okay. Would you be, how, so, would you be opposed to somebody bringing you breakfast in bed? This has become a multi-part question in my head as I'm, as I'm talking this. No, that sounds awesome. And then I'm going to like sit up and eat breakfast in my bed and I'm going to pull my laptop out and watch YouTube. That sounds awesome. Okay. So what is your policy about food in bed? Are you for it or against it? And I'm not talking just breakfast. I'm talking yeah. like eating in general. Um, I'm not against it. I I try not to do it. Like, if I'm eating in my bed, I'm probably, like, real, like, depressed. <laughs> so, when I'm not eating in my bed, it's a good sign. So, I, I try not to, but I'm not gonna lie and say I haven't before. When I worked, like, night shift and I, or evening shift and I'd come home at 1 a.m., would I get straight in my bed and eat Taco Bell? Of course. <laughs> would I do that now? Possibly, but I haven't in quite a while. So, not against it. Try not to do it. Though. Okay. I just, I feel like that breakfast in bed could be a real mess. 
Um, those trays a lot of times don't seem very like sturdy, sturdy right? Yeah. And yeah, you have to eat something that's like handheld mm, that you can maybe mm-hmm. like have. You don't want a knife and fork situation. No, this is like a breakfast burrito situation ah, or okay. like a, a breakfast sandwich. Ooh, okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Maybe a donut. What about what about your liquids policy here? Because if you spill liquid in the bed, that's going straight through all the sheets to mm-hmm. the mattress. That's a huge and then you're gonna have to strip the bed and then you spend your day washing bed clothes. Yeehaw, fun. I mean, yeah, it doesn't usually take all day to do that, I don't think. But, you know, it could, I guess. With our dryer, it does. <laughs> um, if I'm going to... I routinely do have drinks next to my bed, but I make sure that they're lidded drinks for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. I just have, like, this, like, not a fear, really, but I can just see myself, like throwing covers over me and knocking a drink off the nightstand and it doesn't have a lid on it and there's just like water everywhere and, and then it's on the floor and that upsets me more than it being on my bed but okay. yeah all right so i like your policy on the handhelds only yeah i think that's a good one mm-hmm. i could get behind that sure um yeah the liquid thing but i mean i gotta have my coffee so i'd probably have to have some coffee yeah i don't know that i would drink coffee in my bed i'd i'd get up and meander to the couch for that one um i'm now and that's not to say i'm not gonna lay on my couch sitting up and drink coffee because i do that every morning oh well that's, that's a whole different thing <laughs> yeah though. that's yeah, a whole yeah. that's two different that's two separate areas yeah. for me i'm not all the way laying down okay though. gotcha you know, sitting up with yeah, the legs yeah. recline kind of yeah, a little bit yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't think I'm on the bre- I'm in breakfast in bed situation. I really don't. Yeah. It's just, I just don't feel like it's for me because once I'm up, I'm like, I gotta get out of this bed. Right? Yeah, that's how I feel like I should probably be as I'm like aging. <laughs> like, it's really tempting. Like, if I get up, unless I, unless it's the weekend and I'm just really exhausted, which is not out of the realm of possibility, I'm not, like, I gotta get up. And maybe I go lay back down on the couch, but at least I'm up out of my bed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if someone brought me breakfast in my bed, that's just more an incident for me to lay there not do anything for long swaths of time. That's fair. And I'm certainly not going to get up, come downstairs, get something, some type of food stuffs, and then haul it back upstairs to the bed. If I'm down here, mm-hmm. I'm down here. That's it. Well, either way, I got to I gotta get... Uh, go upstairs to like get food or downstairs so it's a real stair situation in my house but if i'm upstairs and i get food delivered i have to go downstairs if i'm downstairs and get food delivered i have to go upstairs yeah that's too much i would also be very very suspicious if john brought me breakfast in bed something weird would be like really weird like yeah like is he gonna tell you that he has a illness or or no like have have the ufos like really officially landed (laughs) i mean you know what's the situation has he been possessed because yeah something like that because number one i mean he can cook he just doesn't i just i do all the cooking sure um because i don't mind it uh, I'm pretty sure he could scramble eggs for his own and make, well, I mean, who could? And make well, you'd be surprised, make toast in that kind of situation. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> that kind of gesture would be like very, very, you know, body snatcher situation who going on. What have you done with John? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I just, cookies in bed. No, nah, you can't go super crumbly. Like you can't eat chips in bed. I made that mistake a lot. Like, especially a Dorito. Then you've got cheese dust all over your sheets. Right. It's a whole thing. You can't eat popcorn because then there's popcorn everywhere. Because you're inevitably going to wipe your hands on those blankets. I don't care. Right? I mean, yeah. seriously, you are. You're going to be like uh, Kramer in the Seinfeld episode at Kenny Rogers Roasters where he's in Jerry's bed eating Kenny Rogers and oh, he's yeah. wiping his greasy hands all over the all over the, the uh, sheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The food in bed situation, I'm... I'm against it. I, I really kind of am. That's that's definitely not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, there's probably a time and a place for it. Okay, now I will say this. I will. I will uh, caveat this. Um, if it was a hotel situation, if I was in a hotel, because oh, in a hotel there's not a lot of places to sit. So where, right. where are you going to sit? You're going to sit on a bed, right? Yeah. That's but in my plus those are sheets you don't have to wash. Ooh, good point. Uh, of course, somebody else has to wash them, and then that's like a whole thing. Like you're making somebody work a little bit harder. But I mean, if you get a little something on the sheets, they got wash them anyway. So fair, that's fair. I mean, you don't want to be rude and make. Yeah, it I'm not gonna like pour all the food like all over <laughs> me like ha, ha, 
sucker. Look at this. I'm at a hotel. I do whatever I want. Just like slinging hot liquids all over the place and rubbing soup. grease all in the tomato soup. Yeah, just pouring it all over the pillows. Because yeah, you know those are never coming clean. Yeah, and it's only like foods that stain really bad. Though. I feel like they would charge you for that. Like there would be a point where they would charge you. I'm still convinced that um, there's that hotel on the Robert Trent Jones um, golf course that me and Renee stayed in 13 years ago to watch basketball at Auburn, and she made a sign that was covered in glitter, and she just dumped the glitter right in the carpeted floor. I don't know how she didn't get charged for that. I was like, they're going to kill us. This is never going to come out. We're not going to be welcome back to the entire state of Alabama after this, which is fine by me, but you know. Still. So I, I would make an exception for a hotel room because there are very few places to sit in a hotel room unless mm-hmm. you've got like some super suite or something like that, you know. Um, but in terms of home home bed, yeah. my bed that I sleep in on a regular basis, not no to food. Yeah. Like we don't even have TV in our bedroom. Um, I have a TV, but it doesn't work. We so. use like so we used to take. The, I mean, it does. Right. There's something hooked up to it. When we were done with the um with tailgating, we used to haul it upstairs, but it's actually sitting right here to my left now. Well. Um, because we never used it. It's like I just I have no. I'm not one of these people who can sit lay in the bed again. If I'm laying in the bed and I'm awake, we're getting up. It's a getting up situation. Yeah. Um. I've gotten to a point, and this is like really far off the food topic, Meh. but um. Speaking of TVs and watching TV, like, while you're in your bed. I don't watch TV necessarily, but I, when I sleep, I don't want it to be, like, completely silent. That freaks me out. So, if I'm falling asleep to something, that, like, helps me sleep better. So, I play stuff on my iPad, but I lay it face down. And then, like, I get to listen to The Simpsons as I drift off into my That's summer. fair. And sometimes when I wake up, it's still playing, and sometimes it's not. All right. And then I just turn it back on and go back to sleep. That's fair. But that's what I would do on my TV. But the TV's too much light. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be dark. Yeah, it's too glowy. With sound. Too and glowy. Some, some would say, why don't you just listen to white noise? And I would say to you, mind your own business. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I'll do what I do. And you do what you do. So you kind of, you, you, you fence the, you fence the uh, breakfast food in bed thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was an interesting question. Yes, yeah, just uh, GBS now. <laughs> Taking early. Sure. Um, no, I just I thought it was an interesting question, especially because you know it is VD. So yeah, yeah. And also, if you're celebrating the the holiday on the day on which it occurs, a Tuesday, it would be weird if your partner brings you breakfast in bed on a Tuesday morning. Like, aren't you trying to get ready for work? Would, it, they would it be though? Ready? Would it be like? Had someone tried to bring me breakfast in bed this morning, <laughs> I'd have been like, bro, <laughs> it is 5.45 in the morning. I am not hungry. I'm going to throw up if I this. I have to take a shower. <laughs> Where's my coffee? <laughs> Good mythical morning's coming on in a few minutes. Like, this is not the time. <laughs> So, it wouldn't have been good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, maybe if you're planning on doing that out there, America, do it on Saturday. Or ask. Yeah, that too. You know, because you don't know. A little consent wouldn't hurt. You don't know what somebody's what somebody's protocol on this is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, if it's something you haven't talked about in your relationship, you just gotta, you gotta open up those channels, yeah. man, getting the so, deep questions. That's what I'm saying. breakfast in bed? Thanks for coming to our relationship talk corner. Yes, I, there you go. A couple of experts, <laughs> not me, but um, but yeah, that was a good question. I like that. Thought provoking. <laughs> Hard hitting. <laughs> people want to know. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. You know what else I enjoy? All the stuff we're gonna get to today. But first, if you work in the restaurant industry or you have a food blog or you do anything with food, really, uh, let us know because we'd love to have you on the podcast. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY or you can send us an email at uh, HungryNKY at gmail.com. If you'd like to be on the show but you don't want to come sit in the bourbon room, don't know why you wouldn't want to, there's bourbon and bacon. She's here. She is here today. Um, and there's food and drink. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. We can also Skype you in. Uh, we just won't zoom you in, ever. No, never again. Nope. No, I'm done with Zoom. I had to do 
an interview over Zoom with someone a few weeks ago. Like, I had to interview someone over Zoom, mm. and it was a nightmare. But it was mostly my fault. Because who knows how to work Zoom? No one. Nobody does. No one. It was stupid. It was... We got through it, but, I mean, we, we limped right through it. It was fine. Anyway, uh, what have you been up to? I had some food adventures between, yeah. between last show and now. Yeah, where all did you go? Yeah, so we, you and I... Went to Mirror Twin for brunch. Yes. I've been to Mirror Twin a bazillion times and Mm -hmm. had their, you know, just had regular rolling oven pizza or fat sticks or whatever. They have really good Brussels sprouts as an appetizer, too. I love their wings, too. Yeah, their wings are good. But I've never, had never been to brunch there. Me neither. So I said, hey, Sarah, let's go to brunch at Mirror Twin. And Sarah says, okay. Mm -hmm. So we went. It was really good. And the menu that they have is really good. Yeah. So I was unsure about their pizzas, but their pizzas, people were getting them. Yeah. And they're like personal size, right? Mm -hmm. They're not. Or they could. like the small pizza. Or feed two people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, it's it's one of their their smaller pizzas. They have a couple of different flatbreads. Mm -hmm. And then they had a variety of French toast, which you got in on. Yeah. I had the. I don't remember what it's called, but some some France themed French toast. But um, all their French toast is panko breaded, which is interesting. Um, it was good because you would think that that kind of um, breading it would get soggy, but it actually still had some crunch to it, which was good. But mine uh, had blueberries and I think strawberries on it and whipped cream. Yeah, yeah and whipped cream to make it look kind of like the French flag. Um, which, I mean, let's be honest, they didn't try really hard to make it look like the French flag, but either way, it tasted good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they have a half and a full, and the half was like... The half was two giant pieces. Yeah. I think it was two pieces of bread, like, cut diagonally. I'd hate to see what the full, I guess it's four pieces of bread. It would have been huge. Yeah, the half was plenty for me. It was really good. And I tried a Bloody Mary. You did. I was so proud of you. I took three sips and said <laughs> it tastes exactly like I thought it would. Hey, at least you tried it. Like vodka in a can of Campbell's tomato soup. So I politely took that back to the bar. Um, but then I got a mimosa and made it all better. Yeah. And they had a, they had quite a, a few different Bloody Marys because I got the cucumber one. Mm-hmm. It was white, uh, white girl, garden girl, white, because they have their white girl wasted and it was like yeah. wasted garden or something mm-hmm. like it was a play on that but it was cucumber vodka it was very delicious mm-hmm. and you definitely taste the cucumber I, and i like cucumber but i think they had like uh like two or three more because you got the the regular mm-hmm. they had a spicy one yeah and then um you know we were talking with heather on the last show yeah uh, thanks again to her for for coming on and bringing us yeah, all those fabulous snacks and whatnot uh, but yeah, and she was asking about the bottomless mimosas, and uh, it says on their menu, it says on their drink menu that you can get a pitcher or you can do the bottomless. Yeah, and it did. It's like what twenty five dollars for bottomless, something like that. Yeah, one on its own was six dollars, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah, which is quite cheap actually. So I got the flatbread. It had bacon. Was it bacon jam? I think it had on it. Yeah, you it was, got the blackberry and bacon. That's flavor. right. Yes, and it was blackberry a, jam, crumbled bacon, and yeah. Swiss cheese mm-hmm. with red pepper flakes. It was very good, but it was very rich. Yeah, it was really rich. It was quite rich. I had the toast a la French. That's mm-hmm. what it was called. I'm pulling. Up. Okay, gotcha. Um, they had a couple of um, appetizers too, but there are things that Carrie can't eat and things I won't eat. Yeah. Um, oh, we got the whip feta. Yeah, they had their regular menu, too. So, we ended up getting whipped feta sans the pistachios. Um, but they have a lot of avocado-themed appetizers and mains. By the way, I hate it when that's called mains. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Why? I don't, I don't know. It's like when older people that have grandchildren call them grands. I've never heard that. That sounds like they're biscuits. You know, those <laughs> grands biscuits. <laughs> There sounds like they're because that's a, when you said grands, I was like, oh, like grands biscuits. Yeah, and sorry if I offended someone by saying that I didn't care for that. Maybe there's listeners out there that call their grandchildren grands or great grands. I mean, that's just my problem. That's my hang up. Like it's not that long of a word. I don't know why I had to shorten it to just grands, grandkids. You know, whatever. That's just me. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, so that was a good brunch. Yeah, and actually... It wasn't too frou-frou or anything. Like, no. it was pretty... It wasn't basic, but it wasn't like... It was good. It wasn't too fancy. I mean, it was... It's a different take on the, the brunch menu, for sure. Oh. And they have pizzas, too, with, like, eggs. And I'm just not on the egg train, sadly. I'm very upset about it. Yeah. But, yeah, and actually, a lot of people... A lot of people there. It was a pretty good crowd going. Yeah. Because we got there... They open at 11. We got there at 11.30. Mm-hmm. And by the time we left at, what, like, 12.30? Yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty good. Pretty good peop- a number of people in there. So, yeah. definitely hit that place up for brunch if you if you haven't been... Um, then let's see. I went to Zim's, mm-hmm. which I haven't been to in forever. No, me neither. Uh, was pretty good. Had the pot roast. Mm-hmm. Was good. Yeah, enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, would go back. Want to go back? Always enjoyed their um fried chicken sandwich. Is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. They got a good salad. Um, they got a, a couple of good salads. What else? Heather was there, and she actually got a second dish. I was between a pot roast and this harvest risotto that was mm-hmm. a like a vegetarian thing. Um, she got that the harvest risotto. It looked really good. I would go back and get that. I think they're. I've had their fish too before. It's good too. Hmm. Um, but I always like any of the fish that Weta has on the menu. But if you've not been to Smithtown Seafood, would recommend. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah. And then we went to Dave's Hot Chicken. Yeah, which I had had before, but I hadn't been there to have it. So. I, I it was it was good. Yeah. I like the fact that it was a dry rub and mm-hmm. not like a uh, sauce. It? Yeah, it didn't have it was an all dry rub. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like is the terms that they used. Yeah. So I had never been there before, and they said on their menu slider. So when I think of a slider, I think of a small sandwich, right? Like yeah. a size of a White Castle or, I mean, most people think of that as a slider as a small sandwich. Yeah. This was a regular size sandwich to me. <laughs> it was like a giant chicken tender on top of like a like a Hawaiian type bun. But it was still a regular size bun. It wasn't a slider bun. To me, it wasn't a slider bun. It was bigger than it was like. Yeah. In be, it was in between. Okay, so maybe yeah. maybe it, like in between a, a regular size and a slider. Yeah, um, yeah. But at least you get your money's worth. I no, guess. for sure. And I'm but I'm glad I only got one mm-hmm. because two would have been too many. Because oh, I was yeah. like, oh, sliders. I could totally eat two sliders. Mm-hmm. And I kind of we walked in and I saw people like sitting down eating, and I was like, oh, that's kind of big. <laughs> Yeah, I had a slider and a chicken tender because, you know, I was hungry. But um, they're good. And, like, I got the medium that time. I think when I ordered it online, I got, like, a hot just to see how hot mm-hmm. it was. And there's a significant jump from really? medium to hot. Yeah. Like, medium's perfectly, like, fine doable. It doesn't bother you. And then hot is hot. Okay. So just warning if you're going to go there. I actually liked their menu because you basically go in and you can get the sandwich or you can get just tenders and then there's about three sides and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like it's a super, super small menu, which I think is actually good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got got good fries. They're seasoned well. Um, I don't remember if I've had any of their other sides. I got a milkshake whenever I ordered it online too. It was fine. It was just a regular run-of-the-mill chocolate milkshake. But, yeah, I like that place. It's good. It's good. But, I mean, it's pretty hard to mess up chicken, though, honestly. Right. Especially, yeah. like, hot chicken like that. But, yeah, it was good. Um, other things I ordered, because I'm lazy. Um, I Uber Eats a milkshake. That's what I was going to say. Speaking of milkshakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I should have done this on DoorDash, looking back. It wouldn't have been as expensive. But I got a milkshake from Buzzed Bull Creamery. I think Renee has talked about it on here before. It's a like a boutique ice cream place, but um, you can get booze mixed into it. You can get it without alcohol, obviously. And the alcohol, it's almost like they have like a bar almost because you can get the well alcohols for free put in your ice cream, however you get it. But if you want, they have the better, like, bourbons, and they have the better vodkas and rums, but you have to pay for it. And you don't have to pay a lot for it, like 2 or $3 for a shot, which, I mean, of some of the bourbons that they have, that's totally fair. But I got a peanut butter milkshake with chocolate added in, because you can get add-ins. And then I got um, their well bourbon, which at this point was um, Evan Williams. So... A decent for a well, I would say. Um, 
kind of a cool distillery too if you want to go to it in uh, Main Street in Louisville. Plug for that for some reason. But it was good. Um, I got a large one to make it worth my while to just order a milkshake and nothing else. But just be forewarned, it's expensive. It was, by the time I tipped the driver and paid the delivery fee, because I don't have the free delivery for Uber, it was in the 20s. Would you say like 23? Something like that. 21 or 23 or something like that. I thought you said 23, but... Yeah. It was something like that for sure. But the milkshake itself was not cheap either. It was like $15 with the add-ins, so... Um, but you are getting alcohol in it, and it was it was a big shake. It was like a venti sized Starbucks cup, so it took me all weekend to drink it. <laughs> like I just kept putting it back in the freezer and then getting it back out. But and it was substantially boozy for not having to pay for that add in or whatever. It was a good amount of booze. So, I mean, if, if that's something you're into, I'd check it out. Not sure that I'm running up there every time I'm hankering for a milkshake, but it's good. I liked it. I mean, was that your first time having it? Yes. Yeah, you try. You can say you at least tried it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Also, I had a Malone's trip, but just for lunch and not even off the Malone's menu. Met my mom up here. Did you get off Harry's menu? Um, Actually, the sushi menu. Oh, okay. Teriyaki. Yes. Aqua. Got the teriyaki chicken bowl. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they bury that like in small font in Mm. one of the menus. But it's really good. It's the sticky yeah. uh, sushi rice and then chicken thighs with teriyaki sauce and like tempura battered vegetables and then like fresh avocado and carrots and cucumbers and asparagus. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good lunch. Yeah. Um, I also was being real lazy and ordering breakfast every day for this weekend. <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember what I got Sunday. Saturday, I got Lexington Diner, which I haven't had in a long time got the country clucker so that's like i don't know it kind of reminded me of like a fancy dairy queen (laughs) oh really yeah because it's chicken tenders and then um, breakfast potatoes and a biscuit and then it comes with a big old tub of gravy oh wow yeah okay yeah so that's what it reminds me of that that does sound like fancy dairy yeah you know they barely chicken tendy in the um in the gravy which is fantastic but it was really good, and then you can, you can dip it or you can mix it all up. Okay, I actually ate it for two meals. There you so, go. Yeah, it was good. All right. Yeah. Never been the doodles. Never been to doodles. Well, uh, I had that last weekend. Oh, where, where'd you this say? This was Lexington Diner. Oh, Lexington Diner. I'm yeah. sorry, bacon distracted me. No, you're fine. Um, I did I was, have it the last time, that, maybe two weekends ago. Yeah, because that Lexington Diner, um, we went there one, that one time, and mm-hmm. I I got their meatball sub. Yeah, and it was good, but I just felt it was like too salty. But I would totally try other things from there. Yeah, if yeah. you're really into eggs, that's the place to go because they've got like a bunch of different omelets. And egg sandwiches and egg dishes. And everything you can't eat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> They're in Carson's if you're in the eggs. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's good. Um, they got good biscuits and gravy, too. And they've got other good stuff. But would yeah. recommend. All right, good deal. Yeah, I think that's all the places. I know I, I ordered something. I think I ordered Josie's on Sunday. Nothing yeah. out of the ordinary there. But, yeah. All Look right. at us eating food. Good deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and lots of food adventures. Yeah. All right, so what are we doing next? We're not having the news because our news anchor is not here. Yeah. So, but I think we do have a continuation of our apparently food and zodiac. Uh, we do. Series. So <laughs> apparent, apparently, the New York Post likes these these articles, and I don't know why, but they're always popping up in my Google news feed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's let's do this one because now we, that you've said that, it's going <laughs> to pop up in my Google news. Yeah. Feed. Well, haha. You're welcome. So we did the uh, the fast food, right? What mm-hmm. fast food were you based on your zodiac sign? Zodiac sign. Yes, that was Taco Bell. So, you were RB. I think so. I, I think. think I'm pathetic in this one. <laughs> like this, this one. I saw this one and I was like, "Want, want." So this is what kind of pizza are you based on your zodiac sign? So we're gonna kind of do this like we did the last one, where I'm gonna tell you what mine is, and then we'll read Sarah's, and then we'll kind of go through the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So I am Leo, right? It's August twentieth. This is so lame. Tell me this is not so lame. Cheese pizza. Oh. How freaking lame is that? At least it could be extra cheese pizza. You know, maybe spice it up. A four cheese pizza. Right? Something. Anything. Mm -hmm. So it says, 
Leo, regal rulers of the heart are also hopeless, unhinged, and utterly shameless romantics. And I don't know where this is coming from, but this this ain't right. That doesn't sound familiar. When it comes to love, adoration, and pizza pies, the more shameless cheese, the better for the lion pride. I don't even understand that description. I just saw cheese pizza and I thought, wow. And then they just basically described a lion, like Leo. Right? Yeah. So are you Scorpio? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. There we are. November 22nd to December 21st. Mm-hmm. You are Supreme Pizza. Uh, I don't like a Supreme what? Pizza. What? See, I would have loved this. I love a Supreme. Olives and onions get out. Sagittarius. Well, you could substitute and still have it as Supreme. Yeah, I guess. Sagittarius is a, is, a, is a supreme pizza as they have a hard time saying no to excess and were born to add toppings with reckless abandon. Well, that is true. And without out thought to price decency or the incontestable truth that canned olives are trash. No, they're not. Thank you. Get out. Ruled by expensive, this is me. bigger, the better, more the merrier planet Jupiter, it tracks that theirs would be a riot of taste. So you think that one is accurate to you? It does feel accurate to me. Um, it just made me like think of the Wu Tang song that the cash rules everything around me. Pizza rules everything. Pizza around rules me. everything around me, right? Yeah, it's preem instead of cream. Okay, so Aries. Like <laughs> Aries got the buffalo pizza. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. Um, Taurus got the margarita pizza. Okay. Which I'm, I'm like now. Jim and I got Hawaiian pizza. Oh. And Gemini is duality, right? Mm-hmm. So Gemini en- energy is polarizing and it points downright chaotic, much like the controversial Hawaiian pizza. It's the carbohydrate equivalent of a dare, a shifting riddle, and the sometimes salty, sometimes sweet, and always conversational Gemini. I think that's actually a fair description. Yeah. Yeah. Cancer is a veggie pizza. <laughs> uh, I was the cheese pizza. Virgo is thin crust. Just anything, Chris? Virgo people are fanatically uptight about their health. They don't care if it tastes good, so as long as it pretends to be good for you, enter the thin crust pizza, a glorified cracker allergic to fun. <laughs> and I I am I that offends me a little bit because I really like a thin crust pizza. I mean I like a thin crust pizza, but if you're gonna do pizza, you might as well just go all out and go hand tossed or right. or New York style at the very Pan. least. Yeah. yeah. So Libra is the pepperoni pizza. Oh, I love a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. Simple. Scorpio is a meat pizza. Ooh, no, I could get on board with that. Wink. Sagittarius, who said was supreme. Capricorn is Sicilian. Okay. So, so Capricorn is a Sicilian pizza of the Zodiac because it is square and traditional. Caps are concerned with leaving a legacy, building an empire, and Sicily is synonymous with the centuries-old and still ruling, laundering, extorting, murdering criminal organization <laughs> known as Casa Nostra. <laughs> wow, that's just really an indictment on the Sicilian. Yeah. Aquarius is the white pizza. That seems. Pisces is deep dish. Weird. Mm. Yeah. What do you feel? How do you feel about a deep dish? So here's my thing on a deep dish. I is l- it a pizza? Yes, I believe it's a pizza. Some people some say people it's say like it's a casserole. Like, casserole, or, yeah. yeah, or a hot dish or some nonsense. This is not the Midwest, right? Okay, that's just I, I work with people. Although Chicago is, I guess. I work with people that insist on calling potlucks carry-ins and casseroles hot dishes, and I am like, get out. And we're just not going to talk about how you call a wake. Uh- hey. That is a specific, very specific part of the country. It's like having the Aurora Borealis localized in my kitchen at this time of year, okay? That's my Simpsons reference for for this episode. Um, <laughs> the bottom line is, I do like deep dish pizza because it has so much sauce, right? Uh, see, I'm not like the biggest sauce man. I mean, I'll obviously eat sauce on my pizza, but... Now, jo- I don't want it to be oversauced. John can't stand like Chicago style or deep dish because it's too much crust. And he is not a crust person. I mean, if someone handed me a slice of deep dish pizza, I mean, I'd eat it, obviously. Right. But I- it's not what I'm like running towards. No, I mean, again, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't actively seek it out necessarily. Yeah. But I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Give me like a foldable, like Brooklyn style pizza or a good, like, What's the other one? Do I like Detroit-style pizza? I don't know. Detroit's got the sauce on the top. Yeah. 
I don't know. Honestly, I'll eat any pizza, but deep dish would be towards the back The end. bottom. Yeah. So, you know, can't well, turn down any pizza. You know, there's a Louisville-style pizza, right? Did you I know feel this? Like I've heard of it. Have but you heard I this? I don't know what makes a Louisville style pizza a Louisville style pizza. John and I had this this discussion not too long ago, and it seems that what makes a Louisville style pizza is the fact that somebody dubbed it a Louisville style pizza. Oh, one of those. Like yes. So um, let me look this up real quick. I feel like there's also St. Louis style pizza. There, there like, is. What is that? Is it just because someone made it in St. Louis? I don't know. Does it have like weird? St. Louis stuff on top of it. Okay, so this comes from this Leo Weekly, which I think is a Louisville mm-hmm. magazine, and this is yeah. 2019, and it says, yes, there is a Louisville-style pizza. Oh, did someone ask? <laughs> uh, and we owe the genre to Benny Impelaziri, a local pizza maker whose career spans almost the entire life of the noble Italian pie in Louisville. Pizza must have come to Louisville by the late 50s or early 60s. Uh, when I recall my mom coming home with something that she called a new kind of food, pizza pie, it was love at first bite, and we soon became regulars at Cala, 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 Cala Nindros, where Zaz now resides, which I guess is the, the precursor to Hold this. On. Okay. Uh huh. They just acted like their mom brought home this. This new invention called the pizza in the 1950s. Right. It's been around for a while. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, sometime during the night, during the seventies, young Benny Impelaziri, who started at Mario's in 1968 and went to Fun City in 1971, had an idea. When he moved from Fun City with his brother Tony to start making pizzas in their dad's butcher shop on Bardstown Road in 1978, he created a new pie that he later declared. Uh, although Fun City boasted a similar concoction, was based on his dad's old recipe. Starting with a thin but firm bread-like crust, he piled on sauce, cheese, and toppings in layers. Lay down sauce, some toppings, and a layer of cheese, then more toppings, more cheese, until the pizza peel groans under its weight. Fire until done, box it, move to the hungry crowd, and fire some more. So basically, it's like a layered pizza, but not a deep dish pizza. A layered pizza on a bread crust. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sold. I'm not sold either. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. Another I, terrible thing to come out of Louisville. I think it's Louisville I think it's more of a gimmick than anything. <clears throat> yeah. To call it Louisville style pizza. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's your, that's your uh, history aside. <laughs> kind of sounds like maybe um, that's the kind of pizza that happened after the events of Return of the Living Dead. Ah, uh, you know, okay. When, yes, it's set in Louisville. Your yes. one of your favorite movies of all time. Yes, when Louisville was destroyed because a atomic bomb was dropped on it. <laughs> By the military, maybe the mutants created that type of pizza. I don't know. Um, interesting, though. I did not know there was a. Little, I knew there was a little style pizza. Didn't know the story behind it. Not it's, an interesting story. Yeah, I actually to, correct to, myself. John and I had again. We had this discussion, and he and I came to the conclusion that it's more gimmicky than anything. So yeah. Alrighty. Well, as much as that was a good article and story, I think <laughs> it's time to move on to one of America's segments. I've lost count of which one it is. Everybody wants to try some food. Not bad. Yeah, Not it bad. Been better, but it's yeah, fine. It's all right. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right. Yeah, we got um, lots of stuff to try here. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you want to start? Let's start with the Cheetos. Yeah. So this is if you're avid listeners of GBS, this is a throwback to a couple of weeks ago from Take It or Leave It. Uh, these are the Cheetos Flamin' Hot Tangy Chili Fusion. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, and I believe we were taking or leaving the name. Yes. Mm-hmm. We we all thought the chips sounded good. Kind of iffy on the name, but I saw these at the Walmarts, and I decided to get them. They're actually, they deliver what they promise. They're tangy. They have a chili flavor. Yeah. Uh, they're not too hot. Yeah. They're more like that sweet chili uh-huh. sauce, you know what I'm saying, that you get if Asian, uh, Chinese yeah. food and stuff. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, kind of sweet up top, and then that like chili hits you in the back of the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yep, it's good. They're almost like sour patch kids, except they're not uh, sour; they're sweet and then tangy. Yeah, I still think the fl- the name is too long, but delivers what it promises. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. and they're not even like flaming hot. That flaming hot. Like I feel like regular flaming hot Cheetos are hotter than this. Oh yeah, totally. No, they're not. They're not because that that sweet tangy kind of offsets the hot. Yeah, so, they cancel each other out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, deliver what they promise. So pretty good. Yeah, there's still a kick there, but yeah, yeah. good. Oh. Um, we also have courtesy of 
Heather. Yes. From uh, BABO and a guest on this podcast. Uh, she dropped us off some goldfish. Goldfish megabytes. Megabytes. In the sharp cheddar variety. Yes. Yeah, I feel like a good palate cleanser. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, they're a really big goldfish. I like a goldfish. I like a goldfish too. I've been on a pizza goldfish kick here for a little bit. These are good. Yeah, I like them. It's taken everything in my power not to open these since she brought them like, like two weeks ago <laughs> because she said, here, these are for the show. And I was like, but I want to eat them so bad for but, a snack. But can I eat them now? No, they're good. It'd yeah. be good soup. Oh, yeah. Ooh, like, or put them in like some chili. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't need a whole, whole bunch of them because they're big. They're quite big. They're the size of an actual goldfish, maybe even. Uh, maybe a mm. baby one. Yeah, I almost said a baby one. <laughs> the kind you get at the, the fair when you yeah. show the ping pong ball and the thing. Yeah, kind of like yeah. that episode of Seinfeld where they're stuck <laughs> in the parking garage. Yes, and, and the goldfish. Yeah, and Elaine <laughs> has a goldfish, and by the time they get to the car, it's dead. Um, then we also have some Dr. Pepper flavored peeps. Oh, uh, yay. I think these might be the star of the show here. I think so. They're not too sweet, and they taste a lot like Dr. Pepper. They 100% taste like Dr. Pepper. They got like all Dr. of the Dr. 23 flavors. Yeah. They put them right here on top of the peep. Mm-hmm. Um, what color would you call that? I call like a it... brick red? I think it's like a maroon. I feel like that like if somebody at, 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 that I work with at EKU wanted to do like an Easter EKU landscape, they could <laughs> use these peeps. These um, Cheetos are almost the same color. As these peeps. They're good, though. Yep. They, they taste like Dr. Pepper, but not overpowering like Dr. Pepper. You're yeah, like, yeah. When, you, you're, when you're eating them, you're like, huh, this is Dr. Pepper. I feel like sometimes, most of the time when you eat peeps, it's just like like seven forms of sugar just like mm-hmm. getting stuck all over your teeth. Right. Like, you instantly feel like the beatus is creeping in. But um, these... Don't do that to me. Like, they mm-hmm. feel a lot less... Like, like sugary? Grain. Green, grainy. Granular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're good. I Would like recommend. them. Walmart exclusive, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what One thing that we are drinking that we could talk about here, I think that ties into this, is also a Dr. Pepper product. Yeah. Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. Yeah. Yeah, what's she thinking? Uh, the peeps tasted more like Dr. Pepper than this tastes like yeah. Dr. Pepper. It's weird. This trait to me, and I drank the whole can, yeah. tasted the whole entire time just like strawberries. That's all I got was strawberry. It tastes like strawberry. Tastes like those strawberry um, snack cakes that we had, the little Debbies. A little that bit. That we had a bit. A little Maybe bit. Maybe a little bit more artificial than those. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's a good segue into this week's hinky history lesson. Which Carrie doesn't know the title of or the subject of yet. I'm excited. But since I said Little Debbie's. Ooh, okay. And this week we're going to learn about the history of Little Debbie. Love me some Little Debbie's. Yes. yes. That was an abrupt end to Everybody Tries, but this was just a perfect segue. That's a great segue. You can't, you can't pass up a good segue. You really can't. You just can't. Just like you can't hold on to a Cheeto for a long time while you're talking. What, right, without eating it. Yeah. It's just, you can't do it. Okay, so I actually didn't go to uh, Wikipedia for this because it didn't have a lot of information. Huh. But I did go straight to the source of the Little Debbie website, uh, The History of America's Sweetheart. And then I also got this other part from MASH.com's The Untold Truth of the Little Debbie. So we've all been grocery shopping and we've gone down the most intriguing aisle in the store, the snack aisle. And what's the first thing that we think about when we hear, uh, sna- um, we go down there? Snack cakes, obviously. And what's the first and only name in snack cakes? Little Debbie. Little Debbie. Um, you can't seem to turn anywhere in the store without seeing some kind of semblance of that cute little curly-haired kid from our childhoods. But what do we know about Little Debbie? Oh, well, a lot, as it turns out. So, man, I was in a really good storytelling move when I wrote this down. Yeah. <laughs> So, Little Debbie started out as a tiny family business started by Ruth and O.D. McKee during the Great Depression. While working at Becker's Becker's Bakery, O.D. developed a way to make their famous oatmeal cookies into a softer version. This led to putting two of those cookies together with a sweet cream sandwiched in between them, the item we know today as the oatmeal cream pie. 
So once word got out about these oatmeal cream pies, business was booming, and in 1954, the McKees bought out King's Bakery in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they renamed it, the their company, the McKee Baking Company, and this happened in 1962. They took their new company to Collegedale, Tennessee, where they built a new plant to keep up with demand. Now, I don't know where Collegedale, Tennessee is, but who cares? It's in Tennessee. <laughs> and we don't care about Tennessee here. <laughs> So this is all good information, but I know what you're waiting for. Yes. Where does the name Little Debbie come yes. from? Um, good question. And thank you for asking, Sarah. Um, there's a conspiracy theory that this lovely little lady is a made-up mascot for an ever-growing company. Not true, though. Ooh. Little Debbie is a real girl. Debbie was Odie and Ruth's granddaughter, or their gran, if you will. <laughs> their biscuit. <laughs> A little basket. And she was four years old at the time that a portrait of her was commissioned for the brand. Even though her parents weren't thrilled about the idea of her, of her face being of the idea of being the face of the brand, they found out about it when the public did. So their grandparents didn't even tell oh, them about it. Oh, man. Yeah. See, that would be a rift in the family if the company didn't make so much money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, but things worked out. Um, things worked out for her. Uh, she now goes by... Debbie McKee Fowler, and she's the executive vice president of Little Debbie's. There you go. Her grandmother, Ruth, is also a pioneer in the women's workforce movement. During a time when women were expected to stay home and take care of the house, she was building this company from the ground up alongside her husband. She took care of the business side of things while OD hit the road selling their baked goods all over the country. So pretty cool. Pretty good, like, women-led company. I'm all about that. So, we all know about the oatmeal cream pies, the Swiss rolls, and the Nutty Buddies. But what else can you find under that little Debbie umbrella? Let's take it down, break it down by a decade, shall we? Ooh, I like it. Yes. So, we'll start in the 60s. This is since that's when the company yes, fully right. began to flourish. Sure. Um, Which is weird, just real quick, is because I would have thought it would have been in the 20s. Like, to me, it, like, that, yeah. that whole, the I, the little Debbie, like, I feel like, oh, but 60s, wow. that When you said that, I was like, that's kind of later than I thought. Well, that's when, like, little Debbie officially began. Right. But when they started, it was the Great Depression. Right, right, so. right. But, like, the little Debbie yeah. icon, I thought, was older yeah. than that. Because she kind of looks like a little Shirley Temple, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, this was um, 60s when this all got real big. Okay, so sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, So starting in the 60s, they were the first company to sell baked goods in family packs, where items were individually packaged and sold in boxes of 12 or more. Um, This decade also brought us Swiss rolls, oatmeal cream pies, zebra cakes, raisin cream pies, and Nutty Buddy came out under the Little Debbie name in 1964. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we got Jelly Rolls or the Ooh. Strawberry Shortcake. I love um, those. Those come out in 66. Okay. And in 68, we uh, started getting holiday-themed um, Little Debbies, and these were like chocolate party cakes. Then in 1969, we got that famous fudge brownie with the English walnuts, which I don't eat. I pick off the nuts, and I'm okay. Oh, interesting. See, if even if walnuts have touched something, mm. that will like tear me up. So and then we go to the 70s. 1970 brings us that classic Star Crunch that was my father's favorite. Love the Star Crunch, except it leaves a film in your mouth. Yeah, it's it's too chewy. Like, this, when we would go to the store every week, my dad would buy, like, two boxes of these. And one were exclusively for him. <laughs> and then... Me, my mom, and brother could have the rest, but he had a box himself. Like that's a that's a thing that I like to split with somebody. You mm-hmm. know, like here you can have half because oh, so, that, that's t- a rich one. It is. I couldn't ever get on board with that one much. Um, then in 1972, we get the Devil Squares, which highly underrated. They are. The yeah, they really no are. No one ever talks about the right, devil but squares. they. You're right. They yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. That they are. Um, a personal childhood favorite comes along in the ni- in 1975 in the form of the fudge round. Oh, I like a fudge round. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad had his star crunch and I'm a fudge round. There you so. go. And here we are. Um, and then we round out the 70s in 1977 with the peanut butter crunch bar. I do like one of those. Do they still make those? Um, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever had one. Oh, I have. They were almost like a Twix, but with peanut butter. Hmm. Was, Maybe I've had it. It's very Twix-like. I probably had it and didn't like it very much. But right. I, I like them. I've not had one lately. So we move on to the 80s. So the oatmeal cream pie is the official snack cake of the 1982 World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee. Wigsphere. Where, <laughs> or 
where you can still <laughs> where you can still go there today and see that wake sphere that weird <laughs> sun sphere statue, uh, that yeah. they have there still up um, 1983 gives us Dunkum sticks or donut sticks. Oh, those are so good in coffee. Yeah, oh. they really so are. we used to growing up, um, my mom would let us have a little dish of coffee mm-hmm. to dunk those in. Nice, oh, so good. They are good in coffee. Um, 1985 is the most iconic year so far for Little Debbie as they introduce the world to the holiday Goliath. There That's you right, go. The Christmas tree cake. There you go. And then the late 80s gives us a variety of snacks as well, featuring fig bars, fancy cakes, which are also good. And frosted fudge cakes, just to name a few. All right, we're getting up here. Now we're getting in. The 80s were kind of my time, but the 90s were I really shined. The not a lot was happening then, but it's fine. Uh, Little Debbie makes it to both Canada and the internet in the mid-90s. They were one of the first companies to have a website. Really? LittleDebbie.com is wow. still the website they use today. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Um, we also get honey buns and the famed cosmic brownies towards the close of the century. I do you like a cosmic brownie? Uh, they're a little too chewy for me, okay. too. But, but I like the idea of it. Um, then we get to the aughts, mm. the 20 aughts. Uh, not too many new products arise at the turn of the century, the 21st century. Um, but they do expand into Mexico and they start a sponsorship with NASCAR. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We also get the chocolate chip cream pie, the mini donuts, and the chocolate cupcakes during this time. Okay. Now we're getting a little closer to today in the 2010s. 20 teens. Uh, 20, or 2010 was the 50th anniversary of the Little Debbie brand. So they started officially in 1960. Um, we, st- we celebrated with the world's largest oatmeal cream pie, which weighed 125 pounds. Uh, we also got peanut butter cream pies and, of course, a birthday cake bars. And then in 2020, we were blessed with a unicorn cake and mm-hmm. a new mascot for the brand, Zane the Zebra. Yes. Yep. Okay, so that's all the products that we have now. A few more fun facts about Little Debbie. Um, O.D. McKee did not invent the Swiss roll, as people might think. He merely saw a lot of bakers making them at a European baking convention that he went to, and he just put his own spin on the product, which is totally fair. Never reinvent the wheel. Yep. I mean, no one, no one's holding the patent to a Swiss roll. They've been making it for centuries. Um, Cosmic Cupcakes and the Little Debbie Bobblehead were launched into outer space via a weather balloon in conjunction with the University of Tennessee Chattanooga in 2014. Uh-huh. Weather balloon. Pfft, yeah, like we've not mm-hmm. seen any of those lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Nutty Buddy was originally called Nutty Bars back in the day. Why did the name change? No one knows. It just changed mysteriously one day with no fanfare whatsoever. It happens. And then the McKees are were ardent members of the Seventh Day Adventists, hmm. and although they aren't outwardly religious today, it's still relevant in their business model. So the plants close down from sunset on Friday till sunset on Saturday, every week, and their logos and sponsorships with companies who do business with them during that time, most notably Saturday NASCAR races, are covered up or altogether omitted so as to honor the Sabbath. Interesting. So if you're watching a Saturday huh. NASCAR race. Uh huh. Whoever's sponsoring the little Debbie car, the logo's covered up. Huh. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting, and I've never, like, noticed that, but I'll look for it now. Yeah, and interesting that they have those, like, subtle, like, Mm -hmm. religious hints, and they're not just, like, all over the place with their religion. I mean, have a religion, that's great, but you don't have to, like, make it the centerpiece of your brand. Sure. So, I enjoy that about them. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, McKee Hmm. family. Interesting. So, what will they think of next? Hopefully, the future is bright from one of America's most notable and beloved food brands. I'll see how it can't be. If if you don't like any, like, if you can't find something to like from Little Debbie, I don't even want to know you. Right? (laughs) Just get out. Get out of this house. Like, everybody like, everybody has something that they like. You don't have to like everything. Um, but you've got, there's something, there's something that you like. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, zebra cakes, awesome. Zebra cakes. You're right. Now so I good. want one of them devil cake things, because I haven't had one of those The in devil while. cakes? I haven't those either. Those are good. Yeah, and they're not just like, man, chocolate cake. Like, it's like, like a dark chocolate. Yeah. Like, I love the devil's food cake. Yes. And that's basically what red velvet is, too, right? Yeah, it's devil's right. cake mm-hmm. with red food coloring yeah. when you get it out of the box. Right. When you make it from scratch, it's not. 
but you know. Well, you go, little Debbie. Yeah. Interesting. Good, good history, Sarah. Thank you. This might be my favorite history yet, honestly. I liked it. Yeah, I got a lot of good info, and it didn't come from Wikipedia for once. Because again, you, like I, I said, I was under the impression that like that logo had been around since like the twenties or something, mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah, I learned something. And I think it was, if I remember correctly, that was actually like a commissioned like painting. Huh. Yeah. So even with the hat, she was wearing the hat and everything. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. So that's why I think that's what makes it look so like old school and nostalgic too, because uh, it's a painting yeah. and not a photo. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Pretty yeah. cool. And I, also, I just love that that little girl is now like the vice president of the company. Mm-hmm. Like, very cool. Keep it in the family. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, yeah. Good history, Sarah. Dug it. Thank you. So we got one other thing that we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it on the last show, I believe. We did. Yeah. Got a little ski action we going did. on. We did. John got me some ski at the at the Walmarts. There's uh, unfortunately not a slaw burger and some fries here. Sorry. Could, yeah. Couldn't make that happen, but it's been a long time since I've had one of these, as I said, stated on the previous uh, episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, I like it. Yeah. It's it's like, we were. what did we say? It tastes like Mountain Dew, but if you took like one of those little squeeze bottles of lemon juice... And, like, squeezed it in there. Yeah, it even has real lemon juice in it. Yeah, it says real lemon, real orange juice, real citrus taste. Yes. And and really heavy on the lemon. So, yeah. if you're, like, a lemon juice fan, it's not even tart. Mm-mm, it's it's not just tart. really lemony. That sugar balances it out. It's almost like a lemonade. Kind of. Kind of. Like a tart. Almost like the diet lemonade at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. If you mix yeah. it with some Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, ooh, yeah. Well, there you go. Ooh, am I going to try that? Sometimes? But you know what? I liked it. And I actually think I like it better than Mountain Dew. Because it's sweet, but that lemon that lemon offsets that sweetness just a little bit. And this is the full sugar. This is the full sugar kind. Yeah. Full disclosure. This is not the diet kind or, or no sugar. Which is what I would drink. Sorry. But it's um, okay. I'll, I'm drinking a little bit of this. But it's fine. When it, was, when it was really cold, mm-hmm. it was super good. Like super refreshing. It was yep. good. Would drink again. You know what we should do? For either a hinky field trip or a BB and Eats field trip, we need to go down to Dumas Walker and have a slaw burger, fries, and a bottle of ski. How many times do you think people come in a day wanting that I'm, I'm, combo? I'm in, and we're gonna take Heather. Yes, because I mean, I love the song. Right? <laughs> it's a great song. Down to Dumas Walker. Yeah, it's a it's a great song. It's a banger, honestly, a real club banger. Yeah, and I would like to go because it's. I'm trying to remember what town it's in. It's in like South Central Kentucky. Um, but yeah, and it's still open and it's not big at all. It's just like a little diner. Um, I've seen pictures of it. I think in the in the Matt Jones book, he goes there. It's in Greensburg, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, so it actually opens at 5 a.m. Uh, it's closed Sunday. They open at 5 a.m., Every day they're closed Sunday, okay. but they're only open till two. So it's like so a breakfast. It's lunch. like a breakfast lunch type of place. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely down to go to Dumas Walker. How far away is it? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking. Yeah, I feel like that's in South Central Kentucky, right? Or is it closer to like maybe like a Bowling Green area? It's past E Town. E Town. Oh, it's not where I thought it was. Um, it's still not that far. Mm-mm. I mean, E Town's not close by any means, but it's it's closer than Louisville. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of towards Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Hop right on the Parkway and go over there. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm in. Yes, I need a slaw burger, fries, and a bottle of ski. And if they don't give it to me, if they don't bring it on down to my baby and me, I mean, I don't know. Not that I'm taking a significant other there. I mean, if somebody wants to go with that's fine. But yeah, we got to follow the song. It's a great song. It is a great no, I have song. It stuck in my head. Is it Kentucky Headhunters? Right. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Man. What a great band. They got some real club bangers, too. They do. People should check them out if you never have. I feel like they come to the Chicken Festival quite a bit. Do they? Or they have in the past, yeah. Recently, I think. Maybe in the past two or three years they were there. Maybe not the COVID year, but 2021, I want to say. I don't know. Sometime soon, or sometime in the recent past, they were at the Chicken Festival. But anyway. But uh, yes, yeah. we, we'll have to get in the car and go. Let's go. For sure. Yeah. I'm down. Yep, yep. Alrighty. Well, I think that was a pretty solid episode. Yeah, we done did good. Yeah. Um, we're going to leave here and not celebrate Valentine's Day. Nope. Yeah. going to celebrate Taco Tuesday is what I'm going to do. That's right. I'm going to celebrate Working at Home Tuesday. Yeah. 
Well, if you want to hear what else we're talking about on the reg, um, you can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY. You can email us HungryNKY at gmail.com. And you can hear this show every other Wednesday, wherever it is that you find podcasts. And then we have a blog. I'm trying to be better about posting on the Instagram, at least. Uh, re-up to the website, because I just couldn't just let the go- domain go. I'm same way. But, um, so maybe one day we'll post something on the website. It's bbandeats.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at bbandeats, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram at bluegrass, bourbon, and eats. And then where do we... I, I did just post that thing about Valentine's you Day. did. You did. the Friends Candy Hearts. Mm-hmm. And they're funny, so you should go look at them. Um, where do we find you at, Carrie? On Twitter at GRLS Beer Sports. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky.